to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. I bet it's gonna be a fucking ad because YouTube is a bitch. Way, way back in the secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and made up using genetic copies. Now the clones are sexy teens now. They're really going all in for that. Is that like an actual band, or is that just the house band of the show? Yeah, they're called the Abandoned Pools. There's a certain era of music, you know? It was real, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, pre-bubblegum emo, more like the post-punky stuff, like the cool... Right, have you ever had 1994 just injected... This is late 90s. I want to say this is like... Actually, no, this is like 2003 or four when this show came out, I think. And uh, it was like, well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I'm misidentifying the specific type of music or whatever. But it had a certain vibe, a certain era, and it's of a certain generation, this TV show, Clone High. And it also, you heard right in the lyrics, they just explained the premise of the show, which is that the like some government employees decided to clone a bunch of historical figures in an attempt to, um, I don't know, make, you know, like a, like crazy, make a clone high. Well, utopian society, (laughs) though, the clone high is actually just a step on the way to like, when they're adults, this will be like a great society, right? Cause they're clones. And we all know from clones, they're not like, um, 1950s sci-fi where that just walks out of a smoky booth and it's like I'm a fully formed Anders Lee like you got a baby right. and then the baby <laughs> you got to let the ba- him bounce on the big red ball for 20 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> they had to ban those the Anders Lee send him to clown school <laughs> oh yeah yeah the book and ball <laughs> to thing develop you're like capacity. a capacity <laughs> so yeah so this I think the premise of this show is remember in the 90s when they uh when they cloned that sheep and they were like, here's how cloning works. It was the first yeah. time everyone yes. was like, cloning's real now, but it's like this, like you get a baby and then it grows up. So you can't get it like a, a clone the same age as you. Well, the premise of clone high is that they did that to all these historical figures in order to like make the, the new world government, I guess. But, but surprise, there's a moment when they're all in high school. Cause they all did this in the same year in the eighties Matt, it just so happens that they're the same age as everyone, you know, watching the show. Wow, fun show, right? And Could you imagine? It was a good show, but it occurred to me while I was reading about this today, because they're rebooting the show, uh, that the creator of it is a fucking Gusano-ass, like, Cuban, like, you know, middle-class guy. And I never thought about it when I was watching the show when I was a teenager, but none of the, none of our faves are in the show it's all normie it's like that what they teach you in history class in high school you know gandhi lincoln 
uh, fucking Cleopatra, all these people that like you get older and then you read your Howard Zinn shit after, you know, high school and you're like, wait a minute. God, he was actually an asshole. Andrew Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt. Like those Cleopatra was really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, he was, you know, pretty racist and shit. Uh, yeah. I'm, but I think that actually they're like, I want to say Andrew Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt are like background characters in the show. I, here's what I'm getting at. Here's my take on this or my little premise here. This is like representative of a shitty worldview, which is the the status quo one. Um, that's why the show is is all the world leaders that you know make it into the history that's written by the winners. If they're going to reboot it now that everyone you know all teens and shit are all radicalized the clone high of our of this new generation should be like one that centers on obviously like a young Karl Marx but then also like Hitler because like some kids are Nazis now you know (laughs) (laughs) give everyone a fair shake I guess what if though what if it's sort of like a Donnie Darko thing where they they read the Howard's in and John F. Kennedy sees how he uh, deploys the Bay of Pigs invasion and it's like, oh. oh fuck, this is terrible, and he becomes suicidal or something. No, yeah. that wouldn't happen. John F. Kennedy is the 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 fuck boy. Have you seen the show, Anders? Oh yeah, yeah, forgot. He has yeah, abs and he he's like knew, fucking everyone. But if he knew what the terrible things that he would grow up to do, maybe he would not be a fuck boy. Maybe he would be a hot. Maybe he would be a uh, goth fuck boy <laughs> like Donnie Darko. Maybe your interpretation of Donnie Darko was off the. Goddamn rails. Goth fuckboy. Kind of works. <laughs> well, so when you see something happening in the future, you see your path and you realize it's not such a good path. You want to alter it. So oh. that's one interpretation you could have. That, that is like Donnie Darko. Yes. You're okay. the reason why there's a teen Hitler, you realize, <laughs> with this kind of analysis being ejected in. Oh, we need all of them so we can see how they end up. <laughs> Just make another Hitler. We already go. <laughs> We'll get his wool. I don't know. <laughs> the same wool from Hitler. I kind of like Anders' idea where it centers on JFK, the fuck boy, because he's like a frat boy in the original show. But then he's like, oh, I discovered a uh-huh. book. And, he's, and then it blows his mind and he becomes, he goes down to Donnie Darko time, like, you know, weird time travel, fucked up plot device wormhole, expands his mind. And then, but then what happens? What do we get? Do after? not ask what then this country can do for you. Ask why you are wearing that human suit. <laughs> here's what no no, here's what here's what actually happened in reality sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is this is what actually happened. JFK went to a real clone high and discovered all the terrible things he would do in Vietnam and then caused himself to be assassinated so he wouldn't uh, increase the troop presence in Vietnam and commit all these atrocities. Yeah. And then he became Q. This all tracks. The clone is Q. Yeah. The JFK killed himself. The, you know, the classic conspiracy theory that we all know <laughs> and love. Who was the gunman? Why did he look so good on camera? Pan out and it was, he takes off his mask and it's JFK with the gun. And yet he also killed himself because there are clones in this universe we're discussing. But the clone is a baby because you know how clones mm. work. It's a baby clone, but it's a killer baby. Okay. It's Wait. The ultimate in technology. Yeah. 
There's here's another fun thing we could do is that uh maybe like in clone in in woke clone high, everyone's always trying to assassinate the Hitler character because he's <laughs> uh you know a baby Hitler. It's right. so funny that you would bring back Hitler <laughs> <laughs> just to be fair. <laughs> why not, would you do that? It's not for me. It's just oh I, right. You mean in the show? Like yeah. Why yeah. would they? Why would they make him? It's a funny show. I don't think that is planned in the actual reboot, is it? What if they hear this and steal our great idea? I can't remember if Hitler's in the show because he would be in the history books. But uh, that's but- just a good like running gag on paper, though. Like teen Hitler, and then everyone's like, "Do I kill him? Do I? <laughs> Am I supposed to kill him?" He would be goth. <laughs> With the swoopy haircut and shit. Absolutely. And Everything about him. Yeah. And the- Fascists have so much aggrievement, it really lends itself to being goth. Yeah. That does not mean being goth lends you to being fascist. I want to be clear about that because I do realize everyone who is listening to this show right now may identify that way. As a fascist, they're hate listening. I love Frankenstein. Keep listening. Speaking of Frankenstein, another piece of art. Uh, relevant to the show this week. I think it's a Ben Garrison cartoon. It might not be, but there's like a there's a cartoon that's going around that's very pro police. That's like it's a picture of for some reason they're in the police lineup wall with the height markings next to it, and there's it says there's a police officer and then there's Frankenstein and it says which one of these oh, no. do you want protecting the streets or whatever it. Really, it's really oh. weird. I think the Frankenstein has like the word crime on his chest or something, but like it doesn't explain oh, no. why he's a Even Frankenstein. Even worse than the original. I think it's just <laughs> that whoever this cartoonist was like can't, you can't just draw a black dude. That's like, you're going to get called out right. for being racist. So this is just a new, strange placeholder. Frankenstein. I mean, he's undeniably big and strong. Frankenstein is no one can even question that. It's his telltale facts. And, yeah. But you can just picture the cartoonist sitting at their keyboard being like, all right, well, it's a cop, and then who else is it? Who else can we point the finger at? I don't wanna I don't wanna come off bad. You gotta choose right here and Frankenstein. Yeah, because Frankenstein <laughs> not being clear. The Frankenstein of crime, like kids say. <laughs> He's, he's like green, so you can't really put a race to him. And I guess the thing that bothers me about this is that no, no, has anyone actually seen or read the story of Frankenstein? He's innocent. You do want him patrolling. No, the this streets. is a different one. This one is the Frankenstein of crime. <laughs> can't you see? From, can you read the label? <laughs> he was put together from the dead bodies of a bunch of people who were just criminals and then when they their body parts are sewn back together they they want right. to do crime they have all again. the crime in them okay yeah. plus it also squares the expression you know it doesn't matter if you're white black or green <laughs> <laughs> well then it's which is a very real possibility it's simple then we do want a frankenstein patrolling the streets it's just it's a frankenstein made out of good people which means, <laughs> you know. Look, everyone wants a Frankenstein made out of good people. No one wants to make the good people Frankenstein. That's true. Tales old as time. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Wow. That was the longest <laughs> non sequitur ever before we start the show. I was thinking about not even doing it. I'm Jake. That's Alex. 
Hi. <laughs> Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Woo! Calling in from Virginia. Chickatee. <laughs> All the way from Virginia. Cool. Radio Anders Lee. town Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to see, like, uh, come on. You know, Cologne High, but it's just all the stupid, it's Bakunin and Kropotkin and, you know, all these fucking assholes from philosophy. That'd be cool if Eugene Debs doing speech and debate. Yeah, he gets put in detention, you know? Yeah. Or well, you could, the, the, honestly, the uh, athletes there wouldn't be bad. You'd get, you'd have Jim Brown, at least you like young Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali would be probably, you know, at least three of the teams, just him. Um, you know, Steve Nash, basketball player against the Iraq war. You have some good, good picks there. Yeah. John Brown. You'd have John Brown in there. If you're listening, I'm going to do a John Brown episode next week. It's just that I'm reading. I'm sure he would be a great. He would be such a good, I don't want to give away too much because this is going to be a meaty, like character study episode. Uh, next week, next week I'm gonna do it. I have to read a large book for it, but um, I'm getting so worked up. But the fuck, but but John Brown, the abolitionist that uh, you know that we all know and love, guy who went all action movie on a fucking plantation, um, right before the Civil War started. He like his early life. The young John Brown is very funny because he's just mega mega religious, but like, um, but he's also like. He's basically the guy from Red Dead Revolve Redemption. The, that guy. <laughs> He's just this like weird pioneer woodsman who's just like beating people in the name of Jesus and shit. It's fucking it's gonna it's so weird. I, I don't remember any lines from Red Dead Redemption right now. That's pretty Make much a campfire, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all shit like that. Like a Deadwood character or something. So that's what he would Who be. Who wants to play cards in a mini game that is as expansive as the rest of the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that, but he's a teenager because he's in you know radical clone high. Dude, John Brown is such a good religious name. If you're named John Brown, you're like 90% chance going to be just like a freak for Jesus. Yeah. You have to be. Your name is giving people nothing. It gives you nothing. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, John anything. That, that is one of the authors of the Bible. A lot of responsibility for your name's John. Oh, so true. Or if you're Paul, hello. Get the yeah. fuck out. Now, if you're Saul, you got a lot of leeway there. <laughs> Maybe tattoo crime on your chest. <laughs> Line up with a policeman. Well, if you're Herman, Herman Cain, that is. You also have the, in the Bible? Got him. <laughs> you have coronavirus, and you're going to die, bitch. Uh, Boom! Yeah, this is breaking news today. Herman Cain has... It's fucking great. He's so good. He's so funny, man. I kind of forgot he existed, and then I found out today that he has coronavirus, like, you know, directly after going to the Trump rally in Oklahoma and saying, like, we're not going to wear masks. We're not going to wear masks. However the fuck he talks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just has coronavirus. It's great. Yeah, he talks like that, Alex. Wow. Wow. <laughs> No, I was just thinking of a funny voice, racial connotations aside, so everyone keep that in mind. <laughs> it wasn't Fat Albert, it was Homsar. 
unracially coded. <laughs> he could do the like fucking uh, 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 Cobra Commander voice. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I I need to think of a single thing he says in order to make this happen. <laughs> Man, Red Dead guy is so fun to do because he doesn't really speak. He just. <laughs> I never wear my mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm setting up a tent. It takes 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. Okay, so Red Dead guy, but he's in like modern New York during coronavirus. He goes into a deli and the guy's like, sir, you have to wear a mask at social distance. Cheese, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. please. <laughs> Yeah. Just moved to Queens. <laughs> Excited to be a part of town. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you want uh, to gentrify the neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. He's a pioneer, <laughs> but he's gentrifying New York. That's like the pioneer thing he's doing. <laughs> this is called Prospect <laughs> Park. Do you like my overalls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of quirky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is called community library. Throw the books on the ground. <laughs> Outside the apartment. Okay. With a community <laughs> potato garden, anybody wants a potato can just come and get it. <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, I don't know. Fucking Herman Kane like his Twitter account is so funny because it switched directly from like, you know, suck it liberals to just like, this is the fund to help K- Kerman kick COVID's ass or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Has any evil person died of COVID so far? I think they have a flawless record. Yeah. That's the only cure is just being evil. They hooked Boris Johnson up to the Frankenstein <laughs> machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Game well, of Thrones where the fucking needles inject evil goo into you yeah the the bane goo yeah they really didn't explain that very much at all that was a (laughs) a real liberty taken (laughs) i hope well i i hope herman Cain. i'm kind of glad he he got it because he is an evil man in many ways and one of them is because he was one of the progenitors of the like smile rule for fast food employees because he was a franchise owner i think in philadelphia of uh, burger kings and he just like was a smile hawk he just made sure all his employees were super peppy all the time and it like boosted sales by a bunch but just like uh you know caused generations of torment for uh service employees yeah, once you created, once the, they created the precedent for that to be a thing in the service industry, no one was ever allowed to not do it again because right. oh, it increases sales. So fuck you. I you. can just hear him saying it too. Keep work at work, pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Time to sell these burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that the Red That's Dead guy? Game? <laughs> yeah, it's a red day. Well, it's Herman Cain. That's how I've decided he talks. Ah, <laughs> uh, shucky ducky. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I uh, almost forgot about Herman Cain. He... Uh, I think he owned a uh, Godfather's Pizza. He was like... He was the CEO, yeah. But he just also ran some Burger Kings. 
dude. Yeah, he was Rising in the fast food biz. I think he guy. started off at for. <laughs> well, he did some grinding uh, of his own, literally, on uh, women against their will. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> Top Andrew segue of all time. Very good. Oh, that one really of surprised my, me. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite. Uh, political lines of all time in the 2012 election. Well, some of them came from him and his campaign, but one of the best was when Gloria Allred was representing uh, one of the women who he assaulted, or um, I think he exposed himself himself to her or something. Uh, but she said in the press conference, Gloria Allred gets up there and says, uh, Herman Cain brought her into the car and gave her his idea of a stimulus package. <laughs> What does that mean? That could be so many different things. <laughs> you know, Herman Cain, it means uh, only one thing. His- he put a smile on. <laughs> Although it could mean nine things. And I'm wondering if his uh, his plan to fight COVID has is has nine points to it, because that was his big thing, too, from uh, 2012, 2011 was the 999 plan. Oh, right. Because it sounded like a Which- fast food deal. Yeah. Yes. Very true. And I like I I honestly think that if we get a communist communist society uh, one day, which will take, you know, at least a few decades, um, they're going to look back and like the conservatives in the communist utopia are going to be like fighting for, you know, their vision, their their return to capitalism. And you know how like sectarian and nasty like l- debates on the left get over interpreting like the the grundrisse or whatever the fuck or state and revolution it's going to be like that except they're going to be debating hotly herman cain's 999 plan yeah and, like <laughs> different interpretations of it who is the best Keynist analysis Keynite. yeah does it apply Canine? to you know deep to stuffed crust pizzas or is that Actually, it does make me think of the five 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 deal, which it's the same kind of people who think of these things. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. thinking that in twenty twelve because it's like I mean I literally I remember working for a pizza restaurant and it was like the two 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 deal. All the, all the pizza places do this; they just steal the same shit from each other. No one's mm-hmm. very creative, so that five 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 deal, two 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 deal. It's all, the he, I mean, that was why he was so funny is because he was like literally doing that. It wasn't just like, oh, it seems a little bit like this. It's like, oh, this is exact. He's just going to be like free breadsticks is the next fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing about numbers and pizza, pizza chains is you get the number, you, the, the, the three digit number in there, even if it's not like even if it's not part of the deal. Like I remember the phone number for Pizza Hut in the Twin Cities in Minnesota was six, five, one on it. Four eight 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 eight, and they had a commercial where it's just like a bar full of people listening to this band play a song that was just the phone number for Pizza Hut, and they're all like really grooving to it and passionately singing a phone number. But yeah. because it's these, like, <laughs> they get the digits to be catchy. Like those are catchy digits. Four eight 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 eight. That's a We're great sequence it. of numbers. You know, that's how they sell the za. 
Let me see if I can. Yeah, find there's it. really there's something you can learn just from a political angle, you know, ideology aside. You know, when when the God. Bolsheviks take power, what are they offering? They're offering peace. They're offering land. They're offering bread. <laughs> What's Herman Cain offering? <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, breadsticks. Maybe that's something we can adapt into our program because Bre- it's something people land know they and like. breadsticks, breadsticks and roast sticks. You know. Six, five, one, four, eight, 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 <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, I found it. Damn, they're going off. There's a guy playing a violin. Oh, yeah. This is like yellow card. (laughs) Like, it just takes place in a universe where people want to hear that. And I guess they love the hunt. As people do in real life. That does. It's interesting that this is localized to Minnesota because that does sound like the replacements version of a pizza (laughs) commercial. Yeah. It's It's a little bit sad and a little bit drunk. You know, a little bit angsty. Right. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I could imagine being really hungover and crying to that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> While you're eating Pizza Hut? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, fuck yeah. Four, eight, 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 eight. Pizza Hut delivery is on its way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the pizza commercial that Khrushchev is in? Yes. In Russia. Yeah. Um, and that that one is so weird because, for people who haven't seen it, it's um. Or I'm sorry, the uh, not Khrushchev, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorbachev. Gorbachev. That's what it is. Gorbachev. Yeah, but there's a uh, a family who's eating at Pizza Hut, and they're arguing because the parents want to go back to the old USSR, and then the new the son is like, we got this new system, it's rock and roll. It's capitalism. And it's so weird because it's like the opposite of what we have today in the United States where like the old boomers are, you know, waxing nostalgic for Reagan and the kids are the rose emojis. You know, it's the total inverse of that where like the the cool kid wants the capitalism. And then you have Gorbachev coming in they're like, you know what we you know, we can agree on breadstick. (laughs) (laughs) We can. Here's the commercial. I don't know why it's counting down. Could you imagine? Oh, wait. This is the music to a Pizza Hut commercial. A lot of buildup. A lot of buildup before Gorbachev (laughs) gets in there. Gorbachev's eating a Pizza Hut with a child. Because of him, we have... I don't know why I didn't think this would be in Russian. (laughs) <laughs> that is a big factor in this commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's got subtitles. It's, it's a family recognizing him from across the Pizza Hut and going, that's Gorbachev. Because of him, we have opportunity. Right. And then right. Before pizza. the lawless period of uh, <laughs> government <Yelts>. collapse and <laughs> after the Soviet Union. Yeah. When everyone had breadsticks. I'm surprised they didn't get Yeltsin in there because his name rhymes kind of with melting. Like That's no, not even cheese. anything near what a normal person would associate with those two words. All right, I guess I can't go to the pizza marketing biz. <laughs> I guess I guess you can't, man. Because uh, you know you you not only have to pitch that to the entire office, you then have to pitch it to Boris Yeltsin and to Russia. Yeah. After that, which I supposed to be good at, I don't know. But that's the easy part job. of the sale, though, isn't it? With the, such a rock-solid idea as melting in your mouth, Yeltsin. <laughs> Hello, welcome to uh, Yelt Down Comedy 
My name's Boris. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do alt comedy now. I don't know. I'm starting a podcast from Brooklyn. Is <laughs> I have a Patreon? <laughs> that guy's so Be fun. sure to support artist Pilgrim. <laughs> He's so fun to do. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably talk about the biggest news of the day, which is that they've just found Jelaine Maxwell in an Airbnb in New Hampshire. <laughs> which in is New Hampshire. Not far. I mean, we were just in an Airbnb in New Hampshire, you know, when we Not were ago, yeah. up uh, canvassing for for Bernie back before the war, the year turned all inside out. Uh, you know, I did knock on someone's door who invited me in for tea and asked uh, about my boyish features, how young <laughs> I actually was. Someone who is vetting you to maybe uh-huh. meet a rich and powerful man, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I she was vetting Bernie, me. voting for Bernie Sanders. How have you ever given a massage before? <laughs> I guess that's the only question I have. <laughs> well, she was vetting me for uh, the other lady, G, Lindsey Graham, who may, may maybe we'll find this out that may have maybe he was a customer of the Maxwell Epstein um, franchise. No way, dude. She's going to be a body in a day. So? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think they were looking for. It's weird. You get wonder like why they're looking for her, but I guess if they let her go, then they don't have control over the narrative either. Because she right. can do. Well, I mean, it's not a unified thing. If you're the shadow broker of the of the Epstein uh, uh, House of Cards, right? You don't tell everyone. Let's go find Ghislaine so that we can kill her. You're like, guys, it's important we show. Uh, accountability and so we find Ghislaine because Jeffrey had an accident and then once you get her then you cross your fingers and you laugh to yourself a little bit you know <laughs> yeah These little schemes all coming together yeah I how do you think they're gonna say she died uh fell down the stairs I feel like they're the- gonna say she got coronavirus and then she's just gonna be dead in like a day yeah. Just that's like, true. That maybe that's why they waited so long. Is so this will the the new COVID would kick in, and now they can blame it on that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ghislaine, she uh she tried to eat too many breadsticks. <laughs> She's just Turns choking on all the bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Herman Cain is be the guy be in the, the FBI one. who pitches the bad death ideas. <laughs> oh she fell in the turtle exhibit at the zoo but the mean ones you know the snapping turtles yeah Yeah. snapped to death by tiny turtles is probably a pretty fun obituary for her what if it would be a terrible way what if they say she got struck by lightning that'd be fun (laughs) that would be fun i mean you'd have to you have to prove that shit i feel like people would want to see that though yeah well, it would be that they like they just electrocuted her, but then they're like, "Wow, she was oh. struck by lightning." Odd. Look odd. at this scar. Whoa, pretty cool. Reddit. Yeah. I mean, that could happen if she, her cell has a window. It could uh, sneak in there. Zapper. I hate when I'm sitting in my room with an open window and lightning <laughs> comes in my window and kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite things. A baby opens his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lightning crashes. We found Ghislaine Maxwell. Um. Yeah. I. I just. I'm. I'm not saying one way or another, but I did notice that we found her the day after the Chaz was closed down. Mm -hmm. That's where you think in flight. You think that's what was going on at the Chaz? I'm just saying that maybe if she was there, she would have had to move after July 1st. So, oh, I see. She saw. She took a gamble on the fact that there were autonomous zones popping up all over the country, and thought, "Well, I that's can hide right. in there from the cops." And that she heard about an underage zone. Why <laughs> <laughs> she could use to her influence? She probably read the temporary autonomous zone guy. He was a pedophile. <laughs> um. Shout out. Yeah. This is why we need cops, because otherwise Jelaine Maxwell will hide in your your Chaz. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What did you guys see about the Chaz? Okay, well, you know, actually, do you know about what happened there? I know a little bit. Um, I saw a video of... A line of cops marching and breaking stuff, and no one fighting them. So what I assumed was they got rid of their guns and got owned. So here, here's what I think happened. A couple of days ago, a story broke, but the story was only coming out of like Fox News, and uh, nobody else really kind of was reporting on it. Uh, everybody I knew that was reporting or was like, you know, kind of pushing this narrative was citing fucking 4chan, right? So the idea was that, you know, some out-of-control fucking, you know, LARPer anarchists or whatever shot um, two kids, right? And then they had to call in the cops and shut everything down. But I heard through the grapevine from people that were, you know, there and shit was that, um, you know, they just kept getting, like, run up on by fucking alt-right shitheads in, you know, in, in uh, cars and stuff. And they kept getting shot at by people from outside. <clears throat> so they shot back in self-defense. Someone got shot, and then they reshaped the narrative to, like, look, they, you know, they fucking killed somebody. This is why you need cops in the temporary autonomy, or in the, in the Chaz or whatever. Um, I don't know, man. I'm still, like, kind of well, looking into it. But, like, no, the, all the stories that were, like, painting it in a really specific way we're literally just citing 4chan which is not a source man (laughs) it's where copy pasta started yeah (laughs) yeah i did you see apparently the mayor mayor durkin durkin has uh, asked the city council to uh censure and strip of her powers uh our friend kashama sawant um, because she's been supportive of the Chaz, among other things. Um, and they, to their credit, they were like, no, we're not going to do that. But just like, I, I mean, we're talking about this in our episode with Kenzo, but just such a fucking reactionary political establishment in that city um, that has, you know, kind of bounced in and out of, of power over the years. But like, if for such a supposedly progressive city, you have a mayor who's like publicly uh, requesting that an elected officials um, like job be taken away from her. Yeah. It seems kind of like a hail Mary, right? 
Like you really yeah, want to pull that on a city council member? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what what the angle there is. I mean, I would assume she would know that that's a no go, but uh, maybe not. Or maybe she was trying to ingratiate right. herself more to the to the police department, their union. We have an autonomous zone for police. Why not have a Kushwama Sawant autonomous zone? <laughs> <laughs> Good to me. Hey, I'm making just just being really shitty about it. Well, if you have your autonomous zone, I have my autonomous zone where you don't work here. <laughs> you have a Jillian Maxwell. I'll get a Jillian Maxwell. <laughs> I got my own one. Yeah. You know what's weird about that whole thing is like if they the the girls could just be, you know, three years older and this would all be kosher. But they insisted on under like and not even like I think 16, honestly, is the age of consent in most states, Um, which they could have gone with, too, probably. Just to be clear, insisted on like 14 and 15 year olds. Just to be clear, deep dive. You're talking about what's weird about the Jeffrey (laughs) Epstein pedophile ring. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the I mean, there's a lot there. of weird parts about it for sure. <laughs> well, I you I mean you're you're right. Those are teenagers. But one like, of the weirdest parts of pedophilia is that they're not of age in my book. Don't you think though? Well, it's like all these, hold on. All t- Listen, yeah, okay. <laughs> don't you think that was kind of the point? Because it's like a power trip thing. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. It could just be it, it, they, there would be no issue legally speaking. There's plenty of issues, you know. I don't support uh, adults having sex with sixteen year olds, but I don't that legally adults having sex. <laughs> yeah, but like le- legally, they they insisted on going just outside the rules, yeah. which is like yeah, as you're saying, it's this weird power thing. But they th- there would be no issue if they had just chosen. 18 year olds it's like when bart simpson goes to uh australia and then he goes to the u.s embassy and he keeps jumping over the line going now i'm in australia now i'm in (laughs) america now i'm in australia now in america but it's like now a pedophile now i'm not now a pedophile now i'm not (laughs) whereas anders is saying they should have air butted it and been like there's nothing in the rule book that says (laughs) this 16 year old can't have sex with me in florida yeah i mean should have i who i mean who knows because well this way they well, they're not going to be held accountable, but they could be in theory, whereas uh, the other way, not so much. Um, he, I don't want to like I, I don't want to <laughs> talk. I don't just don't get into Epstein too much because there's just, you yeah. know, all there's podcasts about it and shit. Uh, pretty established, like just, you know, people are on top of that shit. There's already documentaries and stuff. Doing Zoom comedy during quarantine, I just did a joke where, like, my background was the Epstein temple and shit on his island. And, like, I noticed that, like, nobody got it, really, outside of our circles. So I'm going to just take a little liberty here. And if you're listening because you, you came in from one of the normal entryway points to this podcast, like, fucking, I don't know, you know. Judah Friedland. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and you're not entirely... Epstein brained the just to speak a little bit to the power trip thing we're talking about and what's going on with these people Epstein like you know he 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 like I mean he would just like on that plane on fucking uh what do you call it the Lolita Express 
He would just walk into the room while everyone was having drinks, just like fucking a woman, like just nude. And like people that were on the plane with him would say like, yeah, we all just pretended to be asleep while he was doing it because it was so weird. Like that's the type of person Jeffrey Epstein was. He, he was all the point was the fuck you. What are you going to do about it? You know, right. he, he was in a way like a Frankenstein with pedophilia on his chest. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> <laughs> He's the amalgamation of all the worst, all the worst things you could do. Yeah. Did you watch the Netflix uh, doc? Yeah, I don't think I finished it, but I mean, I, I would. I watched the first episode and shut it off when I found out James Patterson was like not only when he produced it too, right? And he's James Patterson. Yeah, was yeah, that. the author. He uh, produced the movie and was an, a neighbor of Jeffrey Epstein. So he says in the documentary, oh, I thought he was a nice man at first. This is so strange. Oh, I right. Just, yeah. Yeah. As a way of having some sort of like plausible deniability because he was on the Jets. This is the guy who wrote um, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton's little fictional book about the president getting kidnapped. Oh, with- I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah. Wait, is this the guy who wrote Jurassic Park? No, no that's that Michael is. Uh, All right, never mind. That's Michael. No, I don't want to say anything about that guy. Probably a great guy. Wait, no. We're- Probably never had sex with a child. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> we're not so sure. But- all right. Well, all, I- clone well, all I'll say is, uh, ethical if, it's if you are completely, if you are completely unfamiliar with Jeffrey Epstein, it's not a bad place to start because it, uh, it, it you get to see all of his victims, and that that's kind of interesting. You know, actually, yeah, the focus should be. Yeah, the uh, the. Premise of Jurassic Park very well could have been written by a pedophile as a coded way of <laughs> saying, you know, what if, what if like Clone High, we instead of cloning dinosaurs, we just cloned a bunch of people and then kept them on a private amusement park for pedophiles to fly to on an island. This is actually really similar to the Jeffrey Epstein thing, right? Oh, yeah. Except Jeffrey Epstein didn't have the money to clone people yet, or maybe he just didn't have the patience to wait for the clones to be you know, developed or whatever. Um, so instead he was, he was just going, he was picking off girls from, from Florida, you know, I, hold on. I think we're onto something here. I think Jurassic Park is about pedophiles and it's in the same way that clone high also, also about pedophiles. I'm just going to call it there. The scientists were too busy asking (laughs) if they could. They didn't ask if they should have sex with these teens. Clone High is honestly a perfect situation for if you are a Jeffrey Epstein super rich psycho pedophile and you want to fuck all of the greatest historical figures, but if they were kids. Mm. Wait Mm -hmm. a minute. What if, yeah, it's pedophile high school. It's the same thing. It's It's Alex's that is not what pedophile high school was about. <laughs> this is not what it is about. <laughs> I've been on the internet too just long. I just connected everything in a way that made me feel really weird. <laughs> right. Obligatory plug for pedophile high school. <laughs> pedophile high school. You should my life my life's work. <laughs> listen to it and read it. It's very funny. Um anyways, Michael Crichton wants to fuck those dinosaurs. That's what someone at Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Someone was thinking yeah, about it. I, I, we've Wayne never, uh, I've never seen it explored that. Yeah, maybe Michael Crichton has a sexual perversion. He's into the lizard, uh, the thunder lizards. Although the young he ones. is, he, uh, I think his stance and his like the point of writing that was like we shouldn't do this. 
Um, <laughs> but maybe that's him tempering himself. Fair. Okay. Well, I think he wanted to open a dialogue. <laughs> Should we bring the dinosaurs back or not? Looking to hear your thoughts. Yeah. LMK. What if they killed Wayne Knight? He's a bad guy, so maybe some upsides. True. That was sad, though. That that was my least favorite part of the movie. When uh, Newman got killed? Yeah. I like when he got sprayed by the Diplodocus. That yeah. is the same scene, isn't it? I just remember... You, you get sprayed and then killed? That, wait, oh, did he, did he die from that? They, they eat him. Oh, right. You can't then, see, and then he wanders away, and they eat him. Yeah, that yeah, was really but, sad, to remember. <laughs> that was really well, Guys, by the way, spoilers for Jurassic Park this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was one of the first movies I saw that had a computer in it, and they were like, and he used the computer a lot. He was very good with it. And uh, I thought that I remember thinking that was very cool at the time. So I made my own cardboard computer cut out and I would just like type at it <laughs> and pretend I knew, knew, knew what I was doing because it seems what? so cool at first when you're like a kid <laughs> in the 90s and you see people in movies and TV with computers and they're typing things. You don't know what is happening. You don't really know how to read, but it, it looks very sophisticated and you want a piece. Yeah. The nineties were pretty stupid because the character in a movie that would be on a computer would be like the Newman guy, the Wayne Knight yeah. character. Who's like, look at this fat loser who uses computers, <laughs> the most useless things on earth. Not, you know, predicting that they would become the, everything. In the he has a nickname like data. Yeah. Or shades. Yeah. It's so funny that like every, we just like it, every, we're so short sighted. Like it, back, back in the eighties and nineties, you know, any anyone that was like just smart in any way that is now valuable is just like, you fucking nerd, and uh, we're probably doing it again. You know. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what we're thumbing our noses at? Maybe it's parlor. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> going to be like the. Maybe it's all the. Maybe it's Jeffrey Epstein. Huh? You know? Yeah, maybe he's a, well. Maybe he's back in line with the Greeks. Maybe they know what they were doing too. Maybe he's ahead of his time. Yeah, the nine 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 plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was also Jeffrey Epstein's plan. What if we? What if we actually <laughs> did that? You know that? And you know that? You know that meme that's like this is what society would look like if. What if that? That's the nine 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 plan. That just we we do that and <laughs> everything's just like magically in in yeah. equilibrium. Like poverty is ended. We still have capitalism, but everyone's quality of life is just like as good as it can be. Yeah, that would be so funny if that if it just everyone could pack up all the arguing. <laughs> yeah. We solved it. Nine, nine, nine. Well, you know, one thing that uh, was not ahead of its time is, uh, or maybe it will be, maybe we will bring this back once we overthrow the bourgeoisie, is uh, whipping posts. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, My girlfriend and I are (laughs) Your girlfriend and you what? What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. We got a whipping post. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend are on a um, little vacay. We're going to do a mid-Atlantic trip. And we were in Delaware yesterday. And this just popped up. Apparently, the same day we were there in uh, Georgetown, Delaware, they removed that 
the last whipping post that was still in the state, uh, which was used beginning in the 1600s and all the way up until like the 1950s, they would have these people stand outside the courthouse at uh, a post and have them like hang on to it as they were whipped. Um, in the 1950s, people were getting whipped yes. for for what exactly? For what petty crimes? You know that there uh, was like one guy in town who was just like committing, you know, fr- like <laughs> minor fraud all the time, just because he's like he wants to go back and get another one. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's addicted to the pain. Yeah. You can't stop. It's the one town with the whipping post. <laughs> Some cops like, oh, again? All right. <laughs> the only law on the book is piracy. Pirates <laughs> get the post. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are people That'd be, be whipping. Seaside adventures. There's someone whipped in 1942 for stealing a tire. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but the people who were whipped were overwhelmingly poor people and also overwhelmingly black people uh, and dis- disproportionately oh no. disproportionately um you know in terms of like Delaware's black population you um, know what if we're going to if we if we're going to have the whipping posts you have to use them right and yeah i don't even think we should have them if that's how you're going to use them yeah well here's the thing so i i can't imagine that this is the first anyone has considered uh removing the whipping posts but I I tried to look this up to see if it was the case. Couldn't find anything. But I this must be true. It must be the case that at some point they're going to take them down, and then Senator Joe Biden intervened. No, and got them to keep it. God damn it, dude! I'm sure it happened. I don't know for a fact, but that it just clocks. It makes sense that he. It would is be a rumor like, we're getting no. started now. So do tell your friends about that. Yeah, that and the can't. paint thing. Yeah, we can't get rid of the whipping po- back. I I used to chew bubble gum that I that I took out of Sally Sue's hair, and I got whipped <laughs> for it, and I learned real good never to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you show up late for work, they whip you a little bit. That's how things were back then, man. Yeah, man. I love what he says, man. Come on, man. <laughs> he's such an old especially when he's. Bl- Implying there are off the books whippings just for Joe Biden showing up late to work in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, man, hit me uh, again. <laughs> about to come. What can you even fucking use that for? How could you justify having that up in like nineteen ninety? That just as a, um, I don't know, as a as a uh, artifact, I guess. Just like to remember, you know, just as like a, a symbol of discipline. Yeah, just like, a, um, you know, you look at it and you laugh. Remember when we had these? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a what a country. Yeah. You know, there used to be Native Americans everywhere. Oh, well, <laughs> off to Burger King. Yeah. Still, I mean, Reba. Go ahead. Reba Hollingsworth, vice chair of the Delaware Heritage Commission, recalled as a child in the 1930s, seeing a man whipped by a cat of nine tails that had a short handle with nine rawhide thongs. Nine. I think we all know what a cat of nine tails is, Anders. (laughs) I don't know what a rawhide thong is, I must say. Oh, brother. Uh, Come with me to Jurassic Park. We'll find (laughs) out. Um, Can you get the song up? 
What's the, the Jurassic the Park Jurassic song? Park theme song? Yeah, let me look yeah I just want to hear that song. It's a good song. I love that we can do this now. Jurassic yeah, Park. This is like theme. our big breakthrough for us as a podcast. This is definitely going to have an ad, though. I can tell. Yep. God damn it. Fuck me! <laughs> is, uh, uh, I don't know how to make it... Shut I don't up. even want to see dinosaurs with this kind of music. Okay. Is this the office? Wait, no. God damn it. What's Skip the trial. theme song? Okay. <laughs> that everything so many pop-ups i hate it <clears throat> all these machines uh, yeah you know well, what are we uh, used to be like michael when, Crichton also wrote westworld right so he did that's i think yeah. that's way older yeah what? i think that's like an isaac asimov thing or something that I was a movie that, that was a movie from the 60s um, oh, no, hold on. I'm going to look it up. Everyone Google <laughs> different things and come back. <laughs> Damn it. Well, well, I have another interesting... Uh, yeah, Google okay. Westworld is a 1973 science fiction movie by Michael Crichton, author of Jurassic Park. Oh, Mars. really? Okay, he's just old. Yeah, he's just old. But I, the he's reason I bring old. that up is because right. it ties in with my everything is about pedophilia thing. Because they fuck the robots in yeah. that... They do, and those robot those robots aren't as old as they look. Well, I mean, they're technically like a robot. Is technically like I'm one because they just made it. Exactly. That's why you can't fuck them. This song fucking rules, man. Good song. Yeah. Is it John Williams? Um. Yep. How do you know that? <laughs> Holy the shit. Harmonies. Yeah, you can't slip one of those past him, man. He's not John Williams, man. Uh, Anders, were you uh, saying something a minute ago? Yeah, I made another discovery in uh, Delaware. Something I had heard about a little bit. But uh, there, there, were, there was a fort, a very smelly place, because there was a water treatment plant nearby. But uh, there was a fort... Um, that was erected during World War II to keep watch for Nazi U-boats, which uh, a lot of people don't know this, made it over to the U.S. and were, like, looking at our highways and shit. They went to Coney Island, uh, and at the time, there was, like, a lot of resistance to shutting the lights off in the U.S. on the East Coast, uh, and they eventually had to make it a law. It was a lot like, you know, what we have now with the, the quarantine. At first, people, some people were cooperating, and then eventually the government had to step in and said, say, like, look, we got to shut this shit off uh, because they had an uh, operation, Operation Drumbeat, known as Germany as Happy Time, um, where <laughs> they sent all these U-boats over and, like, sunk the shit out of, like, uh, 600 American ships uh all across the eastern seaboard they they blew up an oil tanker like very close to land in florida um begin operation happy time (laughs) (laughs) and the interesting thing it even goes back further than that because in world war one they attacked like attacked with fucking uh shells and shit a town in massachusetts oh no Um, they've done it orleans which is in Cape Cod, I believe. But uh, 
it's interesting because th- this is stuff like we don't really hear about that much. Uh, and I was wondering why that is. And I feel like there's sort of this, you know, part of like the American mythos is that like we don't get invaded. People just don't fuck with us. Pearl Harbor, that was that's an exception. And since then, we did have 9-11. But other than that, we we're the ones who go over there. <laughs> we did have 9-11, but yeah. <laughs> with those two exceptions that oh. are days that live in infamy. <laughs> yeah right exit only the- pal <laughs> it's, it's, it makes the country gay if it's been you know did you oh, know right. about um the this happened on the other coast too do you know about those japanese fire balloons yes, yes. The one hit a picnic table right yeah they just put a bunch of bombs on balloons and then blew like a fan at them and were able to get enough of them you know via the currents that crossed the pacific ocean like I, one or two made it and sort of just like it hit a tree or something or like people would just see it. Uh, I don't know. There's all these weird stories about people just seeing them like sort of land at a picnic and then they just, you know, fizz and pop. And they're like, well, that didn't fucking work. The terror balloons. <laughs> maybe, that's the the, balloons. maybe that's what the fireworks are. They're from Japan. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want revenge. Right. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> they finally. Well, I mean, not necessarily Japan. It could just uh, just a uh, an enemy of America is um, hiring people to set off fireworks, which they also tried to do. The Germans they tried to uh, drop like ex- uh, blow up a bunch of oil reserves, and they like planted the explosives and everything. But then the FBI uh, found the explosives and apprehended them. Um, yeah. But it was very They've close. Been riding to... on that goodwill ever since. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm reading the Wikipedia page for the balloon attack, and there's an entry called a "Single Lethal Attack." So one of them killed like one person, I guess. Then it was worth it. It was all <laughs> worth it. Oh, You're no. getting a raise over at Tokyo Balloon HQ. <laughs> It was a it was a family. Okay, on May fifth, nineteen forty five, a pregnant woman and five children were killed when they discovered a balloon bomb that had landed in the forest of Gerhardt Mountain in southern Oregon. Archie Mitchell was the pastor of the Bly Christian and Mission blah blah blah. He and his pregnant wife. This is oh wow, this is horrible. That's super dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. They only managed to so hit two a people died. Woman and five children. I guess a whole family <laughs> with a pregnant wife and shit. Um. Okay, so they were driving, and then they just saw it. They got out of the car, and they... Wait. They looked... No, they were looking for a good picnic spot and saw a strange balloon lying on the ground. There were two explosions. Hey, baby, that'll be good. The boys were killed immediately, and Elsie died as Archie used his hands to extinguish the fire on her clothing. This is horrible. All right, only oh one God. of them landed, but it's pretty... They got, a, they got us pretty good. I wish I didn't know this. It really upset me. <laughs> Damn, cool. I mean, it is kind of cool to know that a balloon can do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is cool. Just for think if we if we I used guess. it for good. Yeah. What if they good. sent you know the candy or something? Yeah, the two boys were covered in candy immediately, and well, old Archie put the candy out on his wife's face. Soon thereafter. 
what if we used it to send nudes across the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. To our friends in Japan. What if there you go? What if Crystalia used it to send nudes to underage girls in Japan? Right, and he was like, "Oh, you can, you can screenshot those." Yeah, he was like, "What? They can <laughs> figure out who sent the balloon? Balloons can do that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just have that picture after. <laughs> Man, that video is one of the funniest things I've seen all year, probably. Yeah, what if Crystalia finding out you can screenshot a Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. That one's pretty bad. <laughs> in, all pretty fairness, in all fairness, I didn't know that. Uh, so I remember I That's had how a I joke. know you're not a pedophile, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even have a Snapchat. I had a joke uh, when the 2016 election started about how everything was this was going to be one of the first elections where everything was on social media. So like Hillary Clinton would just send out a Snapchat that Chris Christie wore a diaper and then have plausible deniability. Um, but the joke didn't work because you can screenshot. <laughs> I knew somebody who Delhi also knows. I knew somebody who went to school with the guy who like wrote the original program that then became Snapchat, and he shortly Blitz. after Snapchat was made, I think the story is that he just immediately was like discovered to be a rapey sex pest guy or whatever, and. uh yeah, I mean, it's like, that's why he made Snapchat. That's why he, why else would you dream up? Like, why else would you make that? <laughs> why yeah. else do you need to delete the pictures right away? I think he was a dick pic guy. So he just fucking went to coding school, you know, slaved over a computer day and night so he could figure out a way to send his dick to people and then it would be deleted afterwards. While the rest of you were making cardboard computers and typing away at them, he was taking action to make sure that he could do sex crimes. He studied the blade. Yeah. <laughs> that meme. All right. Well, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Kamala. Yeah. Let's talk about Kamala a little bit. Right. Here's the slam dunk boys. <laughs> Bring it home. <laughs> we can also talk about this cop before we get to speaking of cops. Okay. This will work as a, as Andrews Lee segue. Speaking of, nope, there's no way to do this that isn't racist. All right, so there's this sheriff in Jacksonville who (laughs) is uh, threatening to just deputize anyone who owns a gun because of, like, he's just so anti the uh, protests. But he's one of those Sheriff Clark angry black guy cops that's, like, super conservative. It's really weird. Um. I don't think he can do this. I think I read it and it was kind of like a fucking, you know, little tabloidy of an article because, like, he can't actually, but he's threatening to. Anyone with a gun, by the way, not, you know, specific. They don't even have to be on his side, I guess. So if you have a gun. Well, I mean, can't you, like, can't you just do it and then it's illegal, but you've still encouraged murders? Yeah, probably. (laughs) So If if you're in Clay County, the suburb of Jacksonville, Florida, which is where he is sheriff. You and you like you know aren't a psycho right wing person. Maybe you listen to our show. You can, you can become deputized right now. This is, I'm not. Don't hold me to this. This is your own sheriff's words. But you can go get a little star, and now you're a cop. Just FYI. Hmm, good to know. 
And then you can start talking in the Red Dead voice. Yeah, and you get to go into the movies for free and shit. I would do that. What if you're good with nunchucks? That'd be badass. Um, I think if you have some kind of certificate saying that you're sufficiently deadly, maybe they would deputize you. Yeah. Okay. Are you good with nunchucks? Uh, no, but I could train. By the time, you know, take a couple weeks to... Yeah, by all means, interrupt your lover's vacation to learn the (laughs) nunchuck. (laughs) Make sure you're ready in case you can get deputized in time. You definitely won't end up on one of those Reddit stories. It's like, my 29 male boyfriend is doing nunchucks. Am I the asshole if I ruined my Delaware trip to the whipping post because I wanted to learn nunchucks? What if I learned how to use a Ninetales? Yeah, there you go. That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> no one ever use, well, knows how to use a, like a a whip like a weapon like in an RPG, you know, where it's a really obscure weapon anymore. Yeah, that's cool. Just carry it around <laughs> on your hip, and you can. Or what if they what if they change to make it more humane? They change it instead of a whip and nine tails to like foam nunchucks. So it's like a instead of a whipping post, it's a nunchuck post. <laughs> like one of those big bouncy things where you're like the bouncy jousts it's like you just hit somebody with one of those <laughs> that's like in our new society when we set up you know our own <laughs> after america falls apart and we set up like sea org or some shit that will be the government sanctioned disciplinary methods to keep people from you know whatever the fuck our rules are is anders you <laughs> it just comes at you get put in the stocks and then anders fucking nunchucks you oh, oh do we yeah. do we lose alex did we lose alex Jinx. yeah i think we lost alex Uh-oh. well let's talk about i'm gonna pause actually i'm gonna pause and we're back okay um what, what the fuck were we just talking about kamala it was if anders could do cat of nine tails <laughs> right was when i dropped <laughs> if i could be re- yeah if i could be a deputized for my whip skills right then my idea was that he's when we start like a new like our own Chaz, he that he's the cops basically is you just get <laughs> nunchucked by Anders while you're in the stocks. Right, and I'll be a subversive yeah. poet who writes who writes something like we didn't tear down these blue walls to construct these clown cages. <laughs> yeah. And it's like an allegory. Forget to the Chaz. Welcome to the now. Chuck. Well, how about the, the blue, shark. less blue walls, less oh, yeah. blue chairs, more blue cheese? Sit down and have some wings and talk about community. It fucking Alex got dropped again. No, okay. I got dropped and now I'm back. Okay. Much like, um, <laughs> that's a really Kamala good Harris. gag that anytime you do like a, a, a little joke and then no one laughs, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, they dropped. Oh, no, everyone got dropped from. <laughs> oh, fuck, this goddamn internet. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this Kamala thing. Let's get the fuck out of here. Or, fuck, should I stop saying that? Someone on our Patreon was like, it's insulting to the guests when you say we're at an hour. This is just how you podcast. People got places to be. It's it's nice to the we guests. We genuinely do not know what time it is. Yeah. But if you're that Where listener, you should know it's nice. It's for the guests so that we don't hold them too long. That's the rudest thing you can do as a podcaster. I've been on True. podcasts that were upwards of four hours long, only to ask the person recording, "Really? Do if when are we ending?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, we just go." And you're like, "But 
When do I so just when go? When do we stop going? Yeah. I have a family. Four hours. Wow. That's so much content. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who else has a lot of content? Former prosecutor <laughs> Kamala Harris. Prison. Prison has a lot of content. Let's talk about it, Andrews. What happened? <laughs> well, there's been a, a war raging on uh, wikipedia.org over the the page of one Kamala Harris who is uh, it, rumored to be the number one choice for uh, Delaware servant's son Joe Biden uh, for the VP pick but uh, her Wikipedia page keeps getting edited and it seems like like this has become the cause du jour of the K-Hive right because <laughs> In very in a very bad place emotionally, mentally for the past few months, uh-huh. but now uh, they have a shot at getting their you know their their big K girl um, the VP nod, and K-girl. so they're going ham on Wikipedia. So they keep um, editing stuff out. For instance, about her tough on crime uh, record. And they, they'll take stuff and, and they also uh, are adding and adding out the um, her decision not to prosecute Steve Mnuchin, which as of now is on Wikipedia. Uh, it, it holds that she neglected. She neglected to go after his bank, One West, um, which had plenty of evidence of, of widespread misconduct Um so, yeah, this is like a, it's 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 going back into you know primary rivalries right. because the same user who has been editing uh, for more of a like pro Harris bent or a, a more progressive bent, um, making her appeal in that light is uh, editing the Bernie Bro Wikipedia page, specifically taking out the part that said that. Bernie's support was the most diverse out of all of the presidential candidates. Oh no, he's uh, doing an off. What a fucking nerd. Right. They tried to take that out. I know. Who cares? That, at this the point. thing is this Wikipedia is such like I remember having this conversation with somebody in almost like 10 years ago, but uh somebody who just like spent their time editing wikipedia pages and it's just people treat it as an ideological battle so at that time it was just like liberals and conservatives you know yeah but now it's different factions of um the left right uh it's all kinds of people and it's, it's gotten to a point really balkanized it's the syrian civil war of kamala harris's wikipedia page <laughs> well it's gotten to a point where uh this is very sad to me it's no longer freely edited. Not anyone can just come on and say whatever, which was one of my great joys growing up. I <laughs> edited, you know, the page uh, of Southwest High School in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to say that the principal was a monkey. Um, yeah. like, oh, no. You can't get away with that anymore. I was going to, for this episode, I was going to do a live edit on pod right. where I said that um, Kamala Harris is. Rumored to have dated hockey player Anders Lee. Uh, that would have been a great. <laughs> Anders, you can't. I can't. It's not true, Literally. Anders. Literally, I can't do it. 
it says uh, they won't even let me make an account. You know what you could do? It knows I'm a I'm a trickster. Oh, I was going to say, you could, just, you could put that on the hockey player's Wikipedia page, right? No one's defending his page. Well, I think there are some Long Islanders who are... Uh, Wait, so do you have to get, like, like, a special... Do you have to be a mod now? Do you have to get knighted in order to be a Wikipedia editor? Yeah. You have to be, like, approved. You have to be an expert in your field. You have to be vetted. Uh, oh, I hate that. Shit. Yeah. That shit sucks. Yeah. I was going to I mean, say that we should use our podcast to wage the war on Gamal Harris's page in a righteous jihad against the K-Hive. But now it doesn't sound like any of our <laughs> listeners can even do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the thing is, it is like a gateway for like the way information is received by a huge amount of people because that's the go-to for just about anybody who uh, wants to find out more about a subject, you look it up on Wikipedia. So who actually controls and... Uh-oh. Keep going. Wikipedia is it is sort of an important uh, front because there is a massive amount of people out there who get information from it. If you want to learn out, I'm no different, you know, from everybody else. If I want to learn more about a topic, look it up on Wikipedia. And so the way that the information there is massaged and edited is pretty important. Um, so in a way it does make sense for them to have like more vetting, I guess, for who gets to edit it. But um, the question is, where will this go? Well, you know, could it, will it be, it will end up being like a, a sort of a Verit thing um, that almost took off where it's just the sort of technocrats who are all of the same uh, liberal bent uh, or will it continue to have, because now it seems like just the, the loudest cranks, uh, their views are synthesized into what, into Wikipedia pages, um, which I don't know if it's a perfect system, but uh, seems to make some sense. Um, we'll see. It, but it is a shame that we, we no more no more hijinks. Yeah, that sucks. Well, damn. Yeah. That's you know, Wikipedia was it's like a, it's like its own chaz, and then we proved <laughs> that we need it needs cops grammar police or something. The yeah. cops of words. They're just putting cops in in the computer. Yeah. Um, here's a question, and that is, what if the Red Dead Redemption guy was in the K-Hive? Uh, goddamn Bernie Bros. Uh, Go off, Queen. <laughs> I ain't seen a take like that since the 60s. A time of action. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's so fun to do. Oh, God, I can't wait to do that John Brown up. Cause that's it. He's that guy saying anything <laughs> so fun. That'll be next week. I, you know what? We gotta get the fuck out of here. But I, there's a couple stories I forgot. That now I'm looking through old Twitter and shit. Um, just I just want to note a mysterious Jeffrey Epstein statue appeared in downtown Albuquerque like oh, two yeah. nights ago. Uh, it was like I guess it was taken down like immediately or something. But uh, I don't think anyone knows why. <laughs> I think it just randomly appeared. <laughs> Um, so that's fucking I'm weird. I'm gonna go ahead and have to see what that looks like. Yeah, it kind of doesn't look like him. It's really odd. 
And then um, that's probably the most offensive thing you could say to someone who makes statues is, "What is this? Your is this your Jeffrey Epstein statue?" I'm sorry, I'm looking right at it. It <laughs> does not look like him, but the plaque says <laughs> Jeff, no, Jeffrey Epstein. It says his name. Yeah. You can ruin any statue by just asserting that it is Jeffrey Epstein. All <laughs> <Bad enough. laughs> right. Actually, yeah, you want to get all the statues taken down, just take the plaque off of this thing and put it on fucking everything. <laughs> the statue of David, the statue of Jeffrey, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird they had that back then. It's, uh, how did they know about him? <laughs> yeah, why is he on a horse? He doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> um... <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is the Bar Lives Matter protests. So in Austin, these people were, um, you know, just picketing at the fucking Capitol with reopen signs, basically. The, the sign very tackily says Bar Lives Matter. And uh, this is a microscopic story of the day, you know, because Texas is having to kind of lock shit down again uh they, they tried to reopen and then they had like the worst fucking spike of you know the entire country and uh G greg abbott the governor who's in a wheelchair for, do we talk about this or i got hit by a tree i think we talked about that in the last episode he got hit by a yeah, tree yeah uh the reason greg abbott's in a wheelchair the governor of texas because he was jogging and it just tree fell on him um so <laughs> I feel like we talked about this. I have nothing this. to add. Continue. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> add There's no talk. So he tried to reopen everything, and, um, you know, this fucking Bar Lives Matter story appears to represent people, but it does not. I know people that run bars in Austin. This is not them. This is one... This is, like, two guys, basically. One of them is named Bob Woody. He owns... Uh, they own the worst fucking bars is the thing the the ranch is like this giant fucking six street shithole and there's also another one called unbar leavable which is a circus themed bar um, i'm sold <laughs> they're that's well, the bar where i met anders <laughs> yeah come on um Gosh. fuck what's the other the other one is there's just like, unbar leavable you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, the unbar leavable guy basically owns all of Rainy Street, which is a street that this real estate asshole just bought. He just bought an entire strip in downtown Austin, basically, and uh, manufactured a bunch of douchebag bars that nobody who lives there actually hangs out in. They're for tourists and shit, basically, and like just every the fucking bar for clowns. Every fucking thing under the sun, man. Um, Here's a one-star review from Unbar Leavable. Stumbled across the bar shortly after its opening. The circus theme is incredibly half done. The decision to mix a circus and sports bar was ill-conceived and poorly executed. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of that, our bartender didn't seem interested in helping us. Ah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Need a little Armin Cain in the membrane. <laughs> My date was out of town. She said the place was probably one of the most bizarre and terrible experiences she had while visiting uh, Austin. Uh, here's a response from the owner. This is a thing you can do on Yelp. Let's be honest with each other. The only thing ill-conceived around here was your birth. This guy um, goes on to say... 
this is what the fuck is the name of the guy who owns on barley Bowl? okay so he goes on to say and that wasn't a margarita since you had a towel on your head my bartender thought you were the new bus boy and handed you some dirty dishes to wash side note <laughs> next time you ship in a prostitute from out of town you don't have to take her out and buy her drinks to get laid so this guy is like a douchebag on the internet there's like a He's lot being epic on there <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, Some of these responses are unbelievable. <laughs> His name's Brandon Cash. That's the unbelievable guy. He owns like 10 fucking 20 bars, and he's just, it's just him and his friends are out there saying they want to reopen. Everyone else just wants fucking money to stay home and shit. Nobody wants, the, the bar owners are being put in this situation. You guys all fucking know you're all leftists or whatever. Yeah, no, no chance is his real last name, Cash. Yeah. That's a fake name. He put an ad up on Facebook. It said, looking for a really tan, brown, small human to walk around for unbelievable tugging on people's shirts while attempting to sell them chicle. Pay commensurate with experience. Yada, yada, yada. So he's just, like, making fun of, like, Mexican children and shit. Um, oh, that's rude. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know. And then somebody tweeted at me and said they went to high school with somebody in one of those pictures. And, like, let me see if I can find it. You're unbelievable. <laughs> what would you like at the bar? I can't fucking find it. Anyway, I don't know. Fuck those people. Ah. All right. Well, that's an episode. Let's get the fuck out of here. Count it. Wow, um, I learned a lot. <laughs> and I won't be trying to update the Wikipedia page on this episode, as I am not verified. Uh, we got some plugs. Yeah. I want to plug next week's episode. I'm working very hard on a deep dive, which is why we yeah. shift gears sometimes and do morning radio style episodes with sound cues and, you know, dumb jokes. Um, I'd like to plug Pod Damn America. That's it. Check it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Not right Check now. That That's Check it. Check out some of the riffs from this week. There's no... St- stand up anymore so i mean there is there are some people doing it but it shouldn't be being done so uh right only plug is why you mad and that's it um i'm gonna plug falling out super and uh most importantly my next radio play is almost done again and i don't know if we're gonna do another fundraiser or if we're just gonna put it up so i'll let you know next week but i'm pretty excited about it is it called for that is it called a FIBA file high school? It is a different <laughs> high school. I won't say anymore. All right, fair. But you, Anders? At Anders Lee here on Twitter. There's Lee one on Instagram. All right. Well, that's it. That's the up. So, uh, thank you for it's listening. Finished. It's finished. That's how we end the show. It's finished. It's Frankenstein. <laughs>